This is a 600-foot floating slaughterhouse capable of processing an entire whale in less than half an hour. In June of 1975, several Greenpeace activists set sail under a banner which would become a famous slogan. We were left with no alternative but to carry out our pledge to use our bodies as shields. Save the whales. We have stopped one chaser boat already and saved one pot of whales, which is not bad for our first morning's work. Greenpeace's constant campaigning against commercial whaling worked. The International Whaling Commission issued a moratorium on whale hunting in 1985. Humpback whales, a population once decimated by more than 95%, started making a comeback. But something's recently happened. Concern at the Jersey Shore after yet another whale washed up on an Atlantic City beach. Dead whales have started washing up on shores again, many over the last winter. More whales are dying along the East Coast this week, and now marine conservation groups are trying to figure out why it's happening. And it begs the question, do we need to save the whales again? For Scientific Americans, Science Quickly, I'm Talika Bose. But what's happening right now is what's called an unusual mortality event. That is the official name for an unusual number of dead animals washing up of a particular species. That's Joy Riedenberg. She's a comparative anatomist and a scientist that also does whale necropsies, or in layman's terms, whale autopsies. So when an animal washes ashore dead, the first thing we do is we examine the outside of the body. Why did the animal die? And what can we learn from its body? Though scientists can't confirm what's causing this unusual mortality event, there's something that Joy can tell us about the dead whales. Many of them seem to have some kind of indication that they've been killed through a interaction with humans. And that interaction is actually mostly ship strikes. And to really verify what's killed the whale, Joy and a team have to dig inside the body of the whale itself. What we look for is, is there any evidence that there was bleeding at the site of the injury? This, by the way, isn't easy. A fully grown humpback whale, for example, can weigh up to 80,000 pounds and be as long as a school bus. So when a whale is in the path of a ship, it can actually bend the whale completely in half and break its spine. It can crush its rib cage and crush the vital organs inside. And then it can have slices through its body. And those slices, of course, can be fatal if they slice through uh, deep enough. But ship strikes don't always tell the whole story. When we look at the tissues, we don't see evidence of bleeding or bruising, which is, of course, caused by blood vessels rupturing and causing this bloody stain inside the tissue. Then the animal was hit after it was already dead because a dead animal doesn't bleed. It could be that the animal was already dead and it just got run over by a ship, in which case those slice marks may not have happened to a live animal. And that's because there are also other human interactions with whales that kill them besides ship strikes alone. Such as they could be get tangled up in fishing gear. They often can't swim very well. They can't feed very well, especially if the lines wrap around the mouth. And the animal could actually die of starvation. Not to mention whales also get sick from viruses and bacterial infections. So... 
sometimes figuring out exactly what the cause of death is can be really hard. There's something that Joy wanted to clarify as a scientist. Wind farms have been getting a lot of attention lately for allegedly playing a role in the recent spate of whale deaths. Too many dead whales are washing ashore, and that has local activists calling on President Biden to offshore to uh, do something about offshore wind energy activity. Things that generate sound in the water can interfere with whales' ability to hear and can uh, do a masking effect on their ability to communicate with other whales. But Joy says something doesn't add up. And right now, there is no data to support that the wind farm industries, whether it's the wind farms themselves or the seismic surveys that are done to determine where to place a wind farm, have any effect on these whales. Here's why. Those sounds are not in the frequency range that these whales hear. So it's unlikely that that's causing their deafness. Joy has another explanation for what could be causing the sudden increase in whale deaths. It's not what you might think. What's probably uh, the leading reason for the unusual mortality event is that we've done such a good job conserving these whales that their population has grown. So having such a large number of whales in the area means that if a certain proportion of a population is going to die anyway from natural causes, that that number is going to be an absolutely higher number if your population is bigger. Joy has even more guesses as to why so many whales could be dying. Are the whales staying in our area longer than they should be? Is something happening with their migrations? Is something related to climate change? Is it related to the fact that the whales are feeding in areas that are shipping lanes and now there are just more of them, so they're getting hit by the ships? It's important to note that online shopping during the COVID pandemic led to record-making increases in cargo shipments along the East Coast last year, which is where and when a lot of the whales stranded. And there are a lot of injured whales swimming around that have had contact with ships. And there are many whales still swimming around today that have slice marks on them from encounters with propellers. Damage that is it's significant, but it's not lethal. So, for example, lopping off a tail is pretty significant damage, but it won't kill the whale. By the way, data on this is being collected and tracked at the National Marine Fisheries Service. And it might just mean that we do need to save the whales again. Thanks for listening. For Science Quickly, I'm Talika Bose. Science Quickly is produced by me, Talika Bose, Kelso Harper, and Jeff Delvisio. Music by Dominic Smith. Subscribe to Science Quickly wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to rate us. You can also check out scientificamerican.com for in-depth and updated science news. See you next time.